I'm rolling with boys in the huddle. They got content, man. Podcast is Ricky Trey and Doe. We're back in the house, baby Bubba. We're missing Trey today. He had to uh, take care of some business, so we got some special guests in the building. I did their podcast a few weeks back. The revolutionary instigators are in the building. We got Andrew Whitlow, what's up, and my main man Ray. Introduce yourselves, fellas. What's up? I'm Andrew, uh, one half of uh, Revolutionary Instigators. yeah. It's your boy Ray, you know, the chosen one. The chosen one. The other half of uh, <laughs> the revolutionary <chosen> instigators. <laughs> you know, we Excited still, ha- we this, still have a score to settle. What's that? One time we played ball at lunch and I was putting it work. Ooh, you, we, and yeah. you, tried to, you tried to downplay my performance. <laughs> sir, sir, I would <laughs> like to refute the stated uh, facts. I gave you credit. You, you were a lot nicer than I expected. Okay. I gave you your credit, okay. but... I think I won. But we won the game. We won I won three and zero that day. That was the thing. False. Come on. Are you talking we about when we were playing that day outside in the double with the double rim at the park? When you when we were playing three on three. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you did yeah, yeah, you did you did yeah, win all those yeah, games. Yeah. I thought we were talking about when we were playing five on five though. Uh, remember when Kelly five? and Kai ended up showing up and we ran full court? Vaguely. Yeah. Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> whoa, whoa! But we were supposed. Let's get let's get back on topic real quick. So, okay. you you two decided to start a podcast called Revolutionary Instigators. What was the mindset and what's the premise of the show? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ray and I always had these long, long, long conversations <laughs> just around a lot of controversial topics, but really just the topics of the day that everyone's you know talking about in the news. So we decided to start putting them down and uh, you know started getting some listens so okay and where can people uh, find you guys uh, on Twitter under our uh, handle pod instigators and then yeah. uh, everywhere revolutionary instigators that you uh, find podcasts yeah alright so yeah. Apple Spotify all that good stuff yep Correct. all that good shit alright cool yeah, stuff man. so did y'all uh, show a couple weeks back it was a really good conversation um, so good. y'all need to check that out as well but thought it'd be a good idea to have you guys come on. And every time we have a guest, we give them a Boys in the Hood nickname. Okay. So we've already done Furious Styles. We've already done Ferris. Uh-huh. <laughs> For those that know, that's the guy that had the beef with Ricky, um, which led to his demise. We already... <laughs> I'm glad that's already been yeah. used on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Tone Rob likes to be an antagonist. <laughs> no doubt. Big dog Tone Rob. Shout out to you, boy. I see you. Hey, who else did we have, Ron? Jason. Yeah. He was Furious Styles. We have, oh, then yeah, we yeah, had yeah. Uh, Markel, and he was uh, Little Chris. Okay. So, right. Ray, I'm going to give you Monster. Monster, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. You're officially mm. Monster oh, okay. on the show. Okay. AKA Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll take it. Right. I'll take it. There was no white people in Boys in the Hood, was uh, it? Uh uh-uh. uh. 
Was there, there no was, white people no, at all? No, there was a college recruiter. But he was black too. Wait, the, the recruiter <laughs> he was, was skin. <laughs> he was like, why well, do I remember him as college recruiter's boss? Because I'm sure he was white. Yeah, so Andrew is the college recruiter's boss. <laughs> we'll just call you AD. You know what I'm saying? AD. <laughs> 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 the GM. Athletic director. Athletic call director. Call you AD. I'll take it. Yeah, so you're, you're just the, the 80s boss. <laughs> No doubt. Um, okay. Which leads to, I guess, our first topic pretty well. <sighs> this college scandal, man. Yeah. This thing kind of really bothered me. Um, mm. And a lot of it went through the NCAA, which is the thing that is hard for me to wrap my head around. Have y'all looked into right. that? Have y'all looked into this whole thing with fucking Aunt Becky and shit? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I... I heard about it this past week but i didn't know it involved sports so much until i kind of read more into it and yeah. and saw that there were a lot of non-athletes getting a lot of athletic scholarships yeah well yeah. that that was the end that's the interesting part because my cousin i actually was texting him this morning he's a senior associate athletic director at unlv and he was at university of pittsburgh for a long time so i was trying to understand like how can you get a scholarship and not play that's a good question. But what they were doing was you get recruited as an athlete, then your standards of getting accepted is now mm-hmm. at the level of what it takes for an athlete to qualify. So if right. the coach says, if they check the box that we're recruiting you as an athlete, mm-hmm. so now all you need is a 2.2 uh, GPA yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. get yep. into the mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Then, whether you get on scholarship or not, if you get accepted, point, right. it doesn't matter. Right. But what I'm not trying, it. but I don't understand if you were also paying for your SAT scores to be better, and you were manipulating the system in that regard. Why would you need that? That's what I don't really understand. I guess it was like yeah, but there are probably uh, there were probably different scenarios. So that that those two scenarios may not go hand in hand for. Uh, for one student. What do you mean? Meaning that, so, so, so the student that paid to have their SAT scores, you know, bumped up to, you know, I don't, I don't know how they do doing nowadays, but to, to, you know, 2,200 or whatever, probably isn't the same exact student that was using the, the crew team, you know, as a, as a means to get in. Right, right. There were different scenarios and situations of how people right. were, were getting in. But if you were going to pay, six figures for your child to get into a school that's the other head scratcher to me we're talking about schools that are like public and state schools right why mm-hmm. was it so hard <laughs> for you to get into san diego state dumbass kids <laughs> <laughs> right and I, the, the other question i have is i understand the um being recruited as an athlete to lower the requirements of what it takes for you to get in right. but i also heard that some of these parents like their kids could get in but they wanted to pay these coaches just to make sure they were on the team, even if they competed on the team or not. It looks and, it looks better, I guess, to yeah. have that extracurricular on your resume, yeah. so to speak. And your they were life, also taking fake pictures resume. too. They had a fake website profile. They had fake profiles on That's websites crazy. saying that these kids were on the tennis team or yeah. the crew team. Even there were some at USC women's basketball. Yeah. <laughs> which and these kids weren't even playing those sports. Here's my. Th- but what is the what is what is the goal behind all of this? I'd like to see them try out for those sports and, and fake it at least one time just to, for that scholarship. They had to fake it one time. 
just to see them try to play those sports. Yeah, they, that, uh, they couldn't actually play. That would, that would be <laughs> hilarious. For so the parents, were, the parents were clearly doing these things. Yeah, and the kids clearly had to know they were in the know. Right. On I, these I, I would, no, 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 no. What? What? Now they there has been some information out there that said that some of the kids had no idea that their parents were pulling strings behind the scenes. Well, in certain situations, maybe. But Ron, if you know you didn't take that SAT. <laughs> If you know that you asked it for extended time and you went back and there were people giving you the answers, then you were in the know. You were aware. Yeah, but let me, well, let me say this to you, though, right? So as a person that works at a university, I can tell you that most of these 18-year-old and 19-year-old kids and 20-year-old kids are clueless as to what's going on at this school. They have no clue. They don't know how they got there. They just realized one day that they filled out some paperwork or their parents filled out some paperwork and they got to show up the day, uh, the Monday, the Tuesday after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. That's that. what they know. So they, they're, they're not necessarily, you know, they're not looking over the paperwork and saying, hey, I didn't really get a, 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 a you know, a, a fucking 1300 on my SATs. I only got a 700. I don't know how I'm here. That's, bull- that's no bullshit. I know no, exactly what I got on my SAT. Nobody. Right, but what I'm telling you, no, I'm not saying that you don't know. What I'm telling you is that they are not looking at the college paperwork down to the T to say, oh, you know what? I should not have gotten into this school with the testing, with the test scores that I got. Right, These yeah. kids aren't, you think that they're a lot more advanced than they are, but they're not. Now, I could definitely see that some of these kids were not aware of what's going on because um, you know how they used to say there were helicopter parents that were just always hovering around their kids trying to exactly. dictate what they're doing? I think now they're bulldozer parents. So what they do is they go ahead and get out of front in front of their kids' lives and knock down all the obstacles so kids are going yes. through their life thinking things are just coming easy because that's how life is, but they have no idea that their parents have already gotten in front of them and got rid of everything that can cause them an inconvenience. So I definitely do see how yes. some kids could be completely unaware of their parents pull it, being puppet masters behind all of this, and they're like, oh, shit, I just, like, like he just said, oh, shit, I got here. I don't know really how, but I guess this is how it works for everyone. And Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That, if right, you, you live you, in that right, world, one hundred percent. Yeah. That that that's it. Yeah. That's right. it. That's I could definitely see that. Yeah. If you live in that world, then you probably think this is how things are done. Exactly. You probably are yeah. a little bit naive. Status quo for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, I'm just I'm just still don't understand as a wealthy parent mm-hmm. that has all of the access in the world, as your child is being groomed as they're growing up. Why didn't you just get them the best of the best so that they could be the best? Trying to manipulate the system and cheat your child's way through life, like as a parent, how do you feel okay with that? I don't understand that. And Ron, you're the only parent here. So, I mean, what are your thoughts there? So, so I think that as a parent, right, your first instinct is to, is to protect your child and you want your child to do, to do great no matter what, right? But we also know kids that come from great homes but if you look at them then they act like they come from nothing Andy Reid's so kids. kids are gonna Andy Reid's kids <laughs> you understand right. exactly great exactly so so kids are going to ultimately they're going to be who they are regardless of the um you know regardless of what the parents do and it's funny because I was just having this conversation yesterday at work right so as a parent, our job is to make sure that we're constantly uh, putting the information and in, in the knowledge in our kids' head and hoping that when they go out there on their own, you know, or not even on their own, when it's when they're 16, 17 years old and somebody comes over and they got, you know, they got a little coke, 
hopefully at that point our kid is saying, yo, I remember when my dad said, nah, we, we don't move like that. We don't do that. You know what I mean? So you hope that the that what you're teaching them rings in there. But, but we're point. talking about wealthy parents. So in their world, the same rules aren't going to apply. <laughs> I don't know if they teach the same lessons to their kids because they know that they have certain privileges that, yes. you know. I think that wealthy parents, I think that, and again, I can't speak from that standpoint because that ain't me. But <laughs> I think that wealthy parents are, are probably a little more, hand, are probably more hands off than a parent that, um, and you know, hands that, that, off that, as far as the, the, the grades and the activities of the yeah, kids are yeah, yeah, because I think, I, yeah, because I think, I think that there are probably more buffers, right, in in between them and their kids. They hire a lot I more think people more to buffers. help them. Like you have nannies, yes, yeah, you got nannies, you got, you know, you got tutors or whatever, and, and if the tutor is getting paid, does the tutor really give a fuck if Johnny, because Johnny's sitting here and Johnny doesn't give a shit about this. And right, Johnny knows it. Right. I got money. I got a. I got a savings account. I don't give a fuck about this shit. And that's and, crazy. They had tutors. They had SAT tutors, and, I, and they still chose to cheat and get additional help and, so that their kids looked even better. Just a real quick, Ray. Uh-huh. One example is uh, the girl got like a fourteen hundred on SAT on her own, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they went back and cheated so she could get four hundred points higher. Like she already did good. Yeah, that's already a <laughs> ass SAT score. What right. the fuck? So it's just like, what is really driving this stuff? And I know coaching AAU basketball at a youth level in very wealthy communities, Montgomery County, Maryland, and the richest county in America, Loudoun County. I know how some of that pro- thought process is. Of course. These parents, mm-hmm. it's all about keeping up with the Joneses, being able to brag yeah. to the next parent, oh, my kid plays for this AAU club or my kid plays for that AAU club because it's a status thing. But mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, not nine times out of ten, but there's a lot of examples of kids that should not be playing any AAU club. But because that's a status thing of where your kid yeah. is athletically, then they want to try to work their way into being on an <laughs> AAU program. Their kid can't even make a layup, right. but they want their kid mm-hmm. on the AAU team. And and that was the right. point I was going to make to what you said. You said, why don't they just give them, buy them all the tutors, all the coaches, get them the best of the best. Here's my, here's what happens. What if you do and your kid still fucking sucks? Mm. I think that's what happens. Yeah, I that, think, that's how I read it as well. Yes. It's more overkill. They're just, yeah. they're just, you know what, let's make sure that, hey, she's a basketball player. She can swim. She mm-hmm. can row. She can do the math. All of it. Yeah. It's like they give this like you pour millions of dollars into your kid and you're like, damn, my kid is still just an average ass. And they have this name and reputation that they want to live up to. So they're like, instead of looking like I have the less than average kid, I'm going to sneak in here and take care of all of these things. So it looks like my kid is above average. But with all your privileges that you're given, even if your kid is average. They're probably still going to be okay. Of course. Are you, are you are you trying to mask the fact that they are average? Yes, I think that's yeah. the whole point. I think because if you're say now, uh, 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 let's take uh, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You you don't want to you don't want your kid to be the worst player on your AAU team. Think of what you have to live up to as LeBron James's son. So whatever LeBron James could do to bolster whatever his son produces or looks like to the public eye, he's going to do that. Now, I think for a lot of these parents, they did that 
But LeBron James did it. His son ended up being pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of other parents do this, and their sons do not turn out to be that. Right. So it's like, all right, now I have to take an extra step, and that extra step is cheating. Because mm. if I'm giving you everything, and physically, mentally, whatever it may be, you I, you have maximized, and your average, what el- what other option is there? But let's ask, this, step, let's ask this question. This has probably been going on for a long time. These people oh, have just yeah. got caught in this scandal. There Absolutely. might be a whole other scandal going on oh, run sure. by somebody Multiple. else Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Right. So how many people are in, in these leadership positions that have these great lives, great jobs, cheated their way to the top? This, if this has been going on for a long time, which I think it has, I mean, look at, the, the, I mean, if you can look at George Bush as a president, that should have that never was my, happened. That was right. on the tip of my tongue. That should have never yeah. happened. That was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. The fact of the matter is that there is a there is a network, and it has a name, and we all know it, and it, it doesn't just revolve around you know business, right? It it, it tackles every 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 landscape. Yeah. So but, from from sports to the good old boys network. Right. Well, Andrew being the first. Non-black person on our show. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm honored. Yeah. honored you everybody. might have to take the heat for everybody. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. Well, I'm, I'm, ready. Just, I'm just curious as far as the term white privilege. Does it exist? And if it does, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I would I would say you'd have to be kind of insane to think that it's it doesn't exist. Um, it's, you know, what it is is that if you're a white male, well, white in general Mm -hmm. you have the kind of benefit of the doubt you i would say that a lot of people in power are white so that you know they are and a lot of the times they're either you know racist or they have certain views that uh don't align with a diverse work environment so they're gonna let people get ahead that look like them and whether you know you realize that or not as a white person it's it's something that happens whether you accept it or not right so this and, and this just, takes it to a whole second. nother me, level me, of white privilege. Go ahead. Let me just jump in there with, uh, with Andrew Sandberg just to, to, to shoot him a, a, a quick touch of bail, right? So I think that in this day and age, um, obviously we know that white privilege is, is, is alive and well. But I think that it's starting to circumvent itself into more of a, more of, as you were saying, status. Right, so it's more so it, it becomes status privilege. I looked, um, and I agree with you to an extent, Ron, but I looked in this scandal and they named everybody who has been indicted. There's only one black yeah. person, and he was yeah. or, he was a part of the orchestration. He wasn't a part of a family that benefited from it. I yeah. think I think right, I right. see where Ron's well, yeah, going. I'm just talking about as a whole, though. I'm just talking about as a whole, not, not this particular situation. But, yeah. so, so you're so saying I, classism I, over racism is... Is more not of a over, thing today. Not over, not over. But I, I think that classism is starting to play. Uh, you know, it's becoming more prevalent. That's my question. Is like, how do you distinguish between three things? How do you distinguish between what people call white privilege? How do you distinguish that from majority privilege? And how do you distinguish it from rich privilege? What is majority privilege? So yeah, I was gonna say that's that's one and the same. So white privilege is. I, can sometimes get misconstrued as majority privilege because if you have more of one person they're going to occupy more things right so how do you distinguish between white people occupying this space because they're just more of them and white people making sure i think what andrew just said getting the benefit of the doubt which a lot of times when you're black you don't get that right you have to be superior and excel at a supreme level to get the recognition and noticed 
A lot of times when you're white, you just get the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Yeah, it's almost you start you start at a positive already, and right. then if you have any you know color to your skin whatsoever, you start in a at a negative mm-hmm. in, in their eyes. Sure, no, I mean, I mean, I'm not doubting that racism exists. One hundred percent does. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm I just get confused sometimes because I think the issues get uh, conflated because if I'm in a country that's majority white, shouldn't most of the people that occupy most positions be majority white? just by the rule of numbers. So how many black people would have to occupy positions in order for it to seem like it wasn't now, are racism? You, are you talking about in this scandal or just in general? In, in general. And, okay. and, and I think that plays into this too. Like, of uh, course this... I don't think it plays into this. Because you, for one, you had it would be more of a classism situation because you have to have a lot of money to do like, it. That's the other point I was going to make. Right. Is the, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just... I, that's... that's I... I I, I just wonder, and I'm not saying it's one way or the other. I just wonder, how do we distinguish between these rich people taking advantage of how much money they have? Can we truly say that if there were black people with the same amount of money, that they wouldn't have done the same thing? But did they? Well, we but, but they don't have had the opportunity to. Right. Well, this okay. I said this takes that privilege to a whole nother level. Okay. I still think as a wealthy black family, mm-hmm. you probably still didn't have access to this. You know what I mean? Even if you wanted to, this was a good old boys network. It was close knit and there was people looking out for Now were these other. were these like boosters or were they also employees of the universities that actually had uh you know, they actually saw oversaw admissions and right. could tell whether people got in or out. So well, I, I could I could tell you how it worked real quick if you want to So um it says how did the scheme work? It was all orchestrated by William Rick Singer, CEO of a college admissions prep company called Mm. The Key. Singer pleaded guilty to four charges Tuesday and admitted that everything a prosecutor accused him of was true. Um, There were essentially two kinds of fraud that Singer was selling, um, claims the U.S. attorney Andrew Lelling. One was to cheat on the SAT or ACT, and the other was to use his connections with Division One coaches and use bribes to get these mm-hmm. parents' kids into schools with fake, fake athletic credentials. Yeah, and the really bad part is, that you know how they were paying him was through the nonprofit that he had set up. Get out of here. So his nonprofit. Funnel the profit. Yeah, funnel the money. Yeah, his, his nonprofit was set up to help underprivileged kids get into college. So he's basically a college consultant. <laughs> right. And so right. there's a ton of those. I'm sure there's a, a, a million unofficial college consultants out there that could be doing, you know, just this exact same thing. Right. So that's what I'm saying. How many other networks are set up that we just don't know about yet? Mm-hmm. That haven't been busted. Yep. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure it, it hopefully it gets uncovered. But I'm pretty sure there's a, a ton of other networks that are going on and in the same Here's the question I have, just drawing it back to, reeling it back into the to the NCAA, right? The NCAA finds the most minute thing and makes it a, a, a big scandal. I, I'm very, I'm, I'm befuddled as to how this is going on for, for so long in the NCAA has had no knowledge of it. But they can tell you when, you know, when a booster, when, when Ed Martin buys, buys Chris Pepper a cheeseburger at McDonald's. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I, I feel you on that, but I think also if, from the research that I saw, that's why they were doing the fake profiles and things of that nature. Because all they needed to do was tap into the coaches. So the coaches, okay, if they said, yeah, we're recruiting this athlete and now they, they fall under these guidelines and these standards, 
So anybody looking into it further, now we can click on this profile and see, oh, okay, yeah, they did play. So I I think it wasn't at a a level where the NCAA or some of the leadership folks at these colleges, maybe they really didn't know. Just because they were going to these extra lengths and extents to to cover this up or cover their tracks, saying that these kids played these particular sports. I just have a hard time believing that that the NCAA had since had no knowledge of it un, until this, you know, until it came to light. I that I I don't uh, I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah, an, an an entity of that size and reach and financial capacity, yeah, it, to to be unaware of this would seem pretty ignorant. And also, like I right. I also wonder like what to what extent. Okay, so we don't know how long this has been going on. So what if some kids from the past that were the result of this are the ones in the N- running the NCAA? So they have no incentive to catch it because they were the beneficiaries of right. it, right? I think how this has been that? going on for a long time mm-hmm. and is how deeply rooted. And now these kids are already been placed. Yep. They've already made it through and now they're already in the system. To where now they're calling the shots, turning a blind so eye. So why would they call it out? Because exactly. mm-hmm. now they're going to implicate mm-hmm. themselves. Yep. Right. <sighs> if you dig in too deep, you might have to fire the president of the NCAA or a board member. Or somebody might lose their job if you look into this too deep. So they're like, oh, yeah, it was just these 50 parents. Yeah. Well, okay. and of course, they're going to claim they don't know about it because that gives them plausible deniability. And they're, they're just ready to go on to the next one. Yep. I'm sure they'll say they don't know about the next one as well. Yep. Well, just, I mean, what do you guys think should happen to the Aunt Beckys of the world? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about half a million dollars for her kids to go to USC, which which is I didn't what? think USC was. I, yeah, I could kind of understand. Academic we're talking wise, about, it doesn't seem like it's yeah. one of those on that list. If we're talking about Yale and Georgetown and <laughs> yeah. Harvard and Princeton, I kind of get yeah. why you might need to go through some extra hoops. Stanford. That was yeah. the crew yeah. team one, one, right? Yeah, that's the crew yeah. team one. Yeah, we're talking about. San Diego State is involved in this. Let's <laughs> <Shout laughs> talk about USC. That's where Steven like, Strasburg was. UCLA. <laughs> like, if I'm paying you $500,000 for my kid to get in, I want my daughter playing on the men's basketball team. <laughs> that's that's the type of results I want for $500,000, bro. Right. <laughs> I also don't want this to – yes, it's a crime. I understand it's a crime. But it doesn't seem to be the serious nature that it's made out to be, just paying for your kid to get uh, into a college that – isn't that great of a college in the first place? Isn't that kind of the beneficiary of becoming rich is to be able to pull strings like that? Get into clubs. You but know, typically you pull those strings without having to pay a half a million dollars. True. Just off of your influence and who you are and your network. True. I was shocked that they were paying that amount of money to get it? into these yeah. particular schools. Like, why not just give it a shot and see if they get in and yeah, you're just right. going to pay $100,000 yeah, yeah, exactly. for education? <laughs> like, what the fuck? These motherfuckers will... That's so much money, Because they don't want to lose. They're not used to having to yeah. take an L. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to put themselves or their child through that experience is what it tells me. No. So should Aunt Becky do hard time? Whew. I'm going to go with no on this one. Mm. I'm going to go with no. I think that... Okay, I'm not going to say no off of moral reasons. I'm saying no because people who typically do white-collar crimes never see jail time, so I don't see why it would start I now. I wouldn't say that. I mean, Bertie Madoff. He's a rarity. He, no, if you do that type of crime, if you if you swindle people out of their money, that's what they they definitely going to hammer, you, hammer down on that. 
I think that she will. I don't think it'll be extensive. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, that she'll probably get a slap on the wrist, so probably not. Yeah, I think mm. so. I don't think she's doing any time. I would. I, I would assume that the guy in the middle of all of it that you said played he's guilty to do the time. charges. Yeah, yeah, especially the fact that he pled guilty to all the charges. I would assume he's he's fucked. Maybe they had some agreement in place beforehand where well, if for him to down, out everybody, I'm sure he got a deal. He's the one course. outing everybody. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a deal in place oh, where, well, of course, he may not see a lot of jail time. Let me ask you this: uh, does, does in throughout the scandal, I didn't catch how they found this out. Do, do we know how all of this came to light? I saw one report where the high school started to raise questions when they saw that these kids were on uh, their college applications and playing sports that they didn't play. Uh, okay. So I'm okay. sure, and, and just people talk. Yeah, They went you to the trials I mean? and just were terrible. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what it was. They were rowing the boats in the circle or some Shoot shit. the J. Yeah. Shoot it. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's just crazy to me because I didn't know that you could get into a school based on being recruited as an athlete and be based on those standards and then not be on scholarship or even on the team. That's a mean swindle move. I and, had no idea. And, and talking to yes. my cousin today, he said, "Yeah, a lot of those, a lot of rules are about to change because of this scandal. Mm, really? Because yep. before, easily you could get away with this type of stuff, hmm. and now a lot of rules are about to change be, around this." And it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think it, it pisses me off just because we know about Lenny Cook. I don't know if you guys know about Lenny Cook, who was better. He was highly rated coming out of out of high school. He was rated higher than LeBron James. He was rated higher than Carmelo Anthony. He was in that class. And he took a whole year off from any kind of schooling, um, prep school or college, and then waited a year to try to go to the NBA. Then he didn't get drafted at all. Wow. Because he couldn't make the grades to get into college. Oh, wow. And he just decided to take a whole year off and train, didn't mm-hmm. play any competitive basketball. If Lenny had access to something like this, we might be talking about right. him today. Yeah. That's... You know what I mean? Kevin, Gar- <laughs> Kevin Garnett couldn't get a high enough score on his SAT, mm-hmm. which forced him to go straight into the NBA. Yeah, it worked out for him yeah. clearly. Yeah. But how how often is this happening to underprivileged and folks without the access? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're now, you know, their life is now on a whole nother traje- trajectory because of it. That's how I be thinking about some of this stuff. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot. But then I also, my, my question would be, but what about the kids that they do take in without the ability to meet these education requirements? And then they just make up, like, remember the Tar Heels class? Uh, where they were just like an African-American studies and they were, they were just making up classes just to give these kids A's to boost their yeah, GPAs. I remember that. Right, remember? So like, I'm like, why don't they just do that for every athlete that's what really that, good? Was that Rashad McCants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So I'm, I'm assuming if you're good enough, well, I'm not saying that he wasn't good enough. But he was but, already in school. So he was able to get the yeah. required scores on the SAT and the uh-huh. GPA. I'm most sure referring to the kids in high school that weren't able to meet that okay. minimum standard. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I'm sure that's, that's happening a lot, especially now where you can't go straight from high school to the NBA. It's right. not even an option mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. To my knowledge, Kevin Garnett was trying to go to college. He just couldn't pass. Really? He, he just huh. could not get this, the minimum score. He took the SAT four times. Wow. Couldn't get the score. Damn. So, all right, now I guess Didn't I got to go that. make a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> choices, choices. Yeah. And, and when you're playing on that level, too, 
you, I don't know where you get time to do homework when you're ah, come on nah, I'm, not, I, what, I'm I mean, not rolling with that so I mean I'm what? from from what I've seen when I was growing up the best of the best I don't know when you would have had time to do homework between traveling <laughs> training it just games it just seemed like so much I don't know where it, you would it, get the time to study it is a lot but I would have you can it can you can make it happen in my opinion true but you have to have a lot of resources to make that happen I would hope that the team that you're on would, would supply you with those resources. I could be naive. Yeah, they're that. supplying you with resources. They're supplying you with Nikes and a basketball. <laughs> exactly. Get your ass out there. <laughs> That's how I've seen it. Yeah. You're probably nigga. right. Yeah. You're probably right. I, I don't see them pushing yeah. guys maybe towards maybe. I need to take off today because I got, I got a, a report due. Uh, nigga, please. Yeah. I'll <laughs> <that> <laughs> they're not student athletes. They're athlete students. But I, it was funny. Aunt Becky's kid who i never heard of before mm-hmm. the funny thing is she's about to pop off of this she's about to blow up she's like a a poor man's kylie jenner before oh yeah that. i, is saw, she, is she I saw that video yeah. of her is she attractive yeah. she already got a youtube she's thing she's a crazy. cute girl and cheekbones up to her fucking forehead but <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know clearly she's already getting the facelifts and the, and the cheekbones and inserted well yeah she she had a uh, she has a a makeup line with with one of those not Mac but with with with, with some of them. Well, no, she, she had an endorsement. Had... She had an Insta. She had a social media. She's considered an influencer. Oh. So she had ten different endorsements. HP recently dropped her, which is funny right. that HP thought that she was worthy of pushing their products or whatever. Right. But she had ten different five figure uh, endorsement deals for ten? being a social yeah to be for being a social media influencer. It's funny when they caught her. Well, when this came out, they called her on va- She was vacationing on the yacht of a USC Treasure, yes. owned by man. USC yep. Treasure. So to me, it sounds like it was more yep. to this story going on. They said, "I'll give you half a million dollars in a dick suck <laughs> for my daughter." <laughs> she was on a boat with the treasurer. <laughs> she was on a, on his yacht. Oh damn! And I'm not they surprised. Had to send her home and yeah, they said, "All right, this shit just hit the fan. Now you gotta go. Get off my dick. Go home." Get your- <laughs> get off my goddamn boat! <laughs> Half a million dollars in the dick stuff for my daughter, if she can get in. Like it just, this stuff is just—it's probably a lot more to it than we even know, man. Oh but yeah, I hope our Becky gets at least ten years. Oh shit! I man, want her oh, ass shit. in jail. <laughs> I like Full House. I didn't like Fuller House. Oh, so she should go to jail for that. You ain't even yeah, mad about the scam. She scandal. should go to jail just for Fuller House. Fuller House. All of them. Get DJ's ass in there, too. It was corny. I watched, I watched the second of it. Fuller House, I won't stand for it. I'm not standing for Fuller House. Right, right. Who was on Fuller House? Have you ever watched Bruh. that one? I, I saw nah. a second of it with, uh, I think it was my niece or my one of my nephews or something. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it seemed very. Uh, I don't know if Franklin Full House it, right? used to be like that, or because it it seemed funny back in the day. But I, yeah. I don't know. You know what? If we watched it today, it'd be like corny what as hell. Fuck yeah. 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 yeah, it would be. Yeah. You're right. What were we doing? <laughs> so is is Uncle Jesse on the Fuller House? Uh, I didn't I, see that. Far. I, I, I saw I saw most of the females that you were used to from the show yeah, back in the yeah. day, but that was that was kind of it. So I didn't notice DJ and. Stephanie are on the Fuller House. Man, bro. And Kimmy Giblin. <laughs> I, I have no idea, bro. You're erasing every episode See, this, on Netflix. This is why Twice. they all need to be locked up. Twice. This is why they all need to be locked up. We don't even know. We don't care. Yeah. Lock them up. Yeah. Hey, if, they do, if they do jail time, I'll be... 
That'd be something else, man. I think it's yeah. gotten so much attention and so much outrage. They'll do sometime. It won't be ten years. Maybe they'll probably get a two, three year sentence and do eighteen months or some shit like that. I can. I would in, in bet like a my entire facility. I would <laughs> right in some type of rehab <laughs> right, facility in right. Hollywood. I would I bet, bet my you, entire salary that they're not going to do any time. I, I bet you, fuck around, get turned out in jail too. <laughs> <laughs> they be all over that pussy in jail. No. <laughs> you know they would. There would be po- there would be points on who could get fucking Aunt Becky first. <laughs> Who's gonna fuck Aunt Becky lying, first? Yeah, no, nah, that's facts, yo. Uh, yeah. And you know them guards in prison, they be doing some wild shit, man. And the husband is like the designer for Massimo. Massimo, what's that? Some shit that's selling Target. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Target. That's too yeah. high class for me, yeah. bro. It's, it's not. not it's not high class. Close, you know. it's, it's not high class. Yeah. They're selling Target like little T-shirts and okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but clearly he's gay. So fuck around. <laughs> 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 fuck around. Our Becky is gonna welcome all of that pussy in jail. Well, we'll see what happens, yeah. man. I personally hope that they go down. Yeah. Maybe they don't. It would. It would set a precedence yeah. if they if they went to jail for this. I, I, a lot of people would start acting different, but yeah, this is gonna be some more shit. Hit. All the coaches have been fired yeah. or have stepped down. Um, we got Stanford, uh, UCLA, USC. Most of it's been Yale. soccer. At Yale. least the Stanford parents got their money's worth. Why? What you mean? I mean, they went to Stanford. They go to well, USC yeah, or right. San Diego State. Yeah, I'm really That's confused about school. the San Diego yeah. State. Like, why? I mean, Jesus Christ. It's beautiful weather. Yeah. Are these I mean, kids that guys, stupid? You, you guys didn't hear about the outrage when they fired the Yale crew coach? I mean, really? Get you know, right. the fuck out of here. They're making $16,000 a fucking year. Well, another thing that we saw recently, uh, NCAA tournament is going on. Uh, Zion Williams is the the big whoop these days. And we see for a long time, college athletes have not been able to benefit off of who they are and how much money that they bring to these universities. So there is currently a bill. It just, uh, I guess it hit Congress this month. Uh, Representative Mark Walker of the GOP, he introduced a bill to allow athletes to monetize off of their image and likeness. So for the longest time, we've seen this debate about should college athletes be paid? And of course, the universities don't want to shell out any money. They don't want to have to pay them. And he's come up with this idea, similar to Ed O'Bannon, one of those O'Bannon brothers back in the day. He yep. he had a lawsuit. Where I thought he won this lawsuit to for his able, likeness on the right yep. the video game to be able to to monetize <clears throat> off his likeness. So now they have this bill in Congress where, you know, they're proposing that athletes be able to benefit off of their image, their likeness, their autographs, all that good stuff. Yeah. The NCAA has typically benefited from the legal system, from these different circuit courts to defend them and back them up because. Again, it's the good old boys network. They know the right people and they continue to be able to get away with this pretty much slave mentality. You think this thing is going to go anywhere? I don't think it's I don't think it's anything that we've heard new or different. Uh, They think they believe it has some legs because of the GOP and it's a bipartisan bill. Like both sides have backed this up and it has some support. Do you think the NCAA is going to allow this to happen? 
because they, they, they're deep. I think, they, we're, I think we're moving towards eventually paying college athletes or eventually allowing them to benefit off their likeness. So it's a step in the right direction, whether this gets through this time or not. It's, it remains to be seen, obviously. But I think it has a good shot, at least. Uh, it's going to have more support now than it ever would. True, true. I, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to second that motion. It's it's. There was a time where people weren't even listening to this argument, where it wasn't reaching as far it is, as it has now. And so that's promising for sure. And, I mean, anybody watching college sports and the, the attention and wealth they bring to their various uh, universities – it's hard to argue against not paying them. I know there's that stupid, uh, oh, they're getting a free education, but when do these guys get a chance to study type thing, you know? So I, I, I'm I'm impressed that it's gotten this far. I do not think it's going to make it through this time, but I think we're heading in that direction for it to eventually get there. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. as someone that coached and know how important it is, and we all played sports how important it is at an amateur level for everybody to be one on one accord mm-hmm. and for no one to feel like they are above the team. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. If I'm Zion Williams and now I can get a Nike contract, yep. I can have billboards all over the place, I can have a sneaker, and I can sell my likeness to any and everyone, psychologically he's going to think he's better than everybody else. And then there'll be jealousy on the team as well. It's going to be dissension. It's going to be envy. (laughs) But he's only going to be there for a year anyway, right? Right. But but will he be there for a year if now he can actually monetize off of these different things? Yeah, but I would think that his whole team would kind of benefit from him being in that position because they would get more exposure or his other teammates that might not necessarily get exposure if they didn't have a teammate like Zion on their team. But they're already getting that without him Making being money. able to make yeah. money off of it. Right. And they benefit from him uh, just as much as he benefits from him today. Right. But and now if he's able to make millions of dollars off of his influence, how much of an effect does that have on the team dynamic? I would say it. it I think it would have definitely some effect because even though Zion is as great as he is, when you're on the team, you're still saying, shoot, we still eating ramen together. So it kind of like equalizes a, bond, a little bit. It's a bond, yeah. right, that you create off of that. But here's what I would ask is logistically, how would you do it? Because when we talk about paying student athletes in college, we're primarily talking about basketball and football. But then what would that mean for all the other sports? Well, that's not, that's not necessarily what this bill is proposing, though. It's proposing mm-hmm. to remove the ban that they can't make money off their own likeness mm-hmm. the ncaa mm-hmm. or the the students wouldn't get any money from the actual schools themselves they wouldn't be getting be getting paid by the schools or the ncaa mm-hmm. but it would make them able to be something other than amateurs in their sport not pros but something you know a semi-pro almost and, to, and to you, where they can make a little bit on and, the side. In doing a little bit of research i didn't know the olympics used to be just like the ncaa oh, really? until they allow pro athletes to enter into the Olympics, they could monetize off of of, of their abilities and oh, how successful fuck? that they Damn. were in the Olympics. I didn't know that. So once they started to allow pro athletes to compete, they had no choice but to allow them to get endorsement deals and things of that nature. Hmm. So his whole mindset is, you know, we did this with the Olympics, and it, we see how that's worked. Hmm. Why can't we do the same thing with the NCAA? 
But we talked about in our second episode, the NCAA was built off of a slave mentality. Hmm. Like the, the, the founder of the NCAA pretty much said this is a neo-slave uh, mentality where the people who benefit are those in power and these are our workforce. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have... They, I don't think they want to empower the workforce in any way, shape, or form. Because now it takes away from people donating money wow. to them. Because now, then you got to worry about that. So if now you're allowed to uh, make money as uh, off your likeness and your image, so now, does that mean the booster now can just give you money directly? Right. right. And now they're not... They're not donating back to the school as much. They don't want to see that shit happen. Logistically, logistically it gets crazy. And then what about your jersey sales? Zion is probably selling jerseys out the wazoo. He's he would have not, to get a percentage. He's going to have to get a percentage of that. So they, which you yeah. should. Which you should. Oh, of course. And you're right that they're going to relinquish a lot of money if right. they ever let this happen, which I think is more reason to believe that it happening is a long shot. Me too. I think they have too much power. Their pockets are deep. They got the lawyers. They've got the inside connections within these court systems. I really don't think it's it's going to happen. Would I love it to? Of course, of course, I'd love it to, but I just don't see it. I, 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 I until I started reading and and looking this stuff up, I don't know how much I would say I would love it to. Okay, why? Because of the logistic aspect of it, it would be a nightmare, mm-hmm. and so it would be a a, a trickle down, domino effect. And it's going to affect a lot of other aspects of a game that I think is at this level. We were talking about college sports, amateur sports. Is it? It's purest form, right? Yeah, it might fuck up the whole game if you do that. Right. Right. What about like a tip share? What's that? (laughs) Like you have in a restaurant where you know it doesn't matter who's the best Uh, best server. It just matters what the whole team mm, brings in, and you split it evenly amongst everyone that mm, that's involved. Pretty good idea. Wow. Good I always hated that shit in a restaurant, but it might work for that too. <laughs> that is very interesting. Yeah, but then again, if you're Zion Williams and you bring in 100 mil for Duke, these Duke players are walking around getting 10 million yeah. each. While if you're at Texas A&M, you're getting a, yeah. a $50 paycheck. <laughs> or, or, or even at Duke, when you know you're Zion Williams and everybody's eating off you yeah, and, and that you too. know it's because of you. And that too. It could pose some problems, but that that is an interesting uh, scenario. That's an interesting idea. I, I think when you start talking it out, you start seeing not necessarily that it's right. You start seeing why it was constructed. The, like, let's take the racism part of, of it out like, for a second and just think about it in general, why it stayed the way it is, is because, like you said, logistical nightmare and the fact that these players have to come together as a unit they have they're playing for everything they're putting it all out every single day on the court if you started to play them there is no question that it would have some an impact that would significantly i think impact the level of play that we see today i think another thing uh to 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 bring up is the fact that it would it would be terribly difficult to account for for all of for the funds I think it would be it would be too hard to account for it and 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 you know and to figure out how to funnel it back to the students. Mm-hmm. You yeah, mean I mean, I, in I, a I, tip I, share type of situation, you mean? I, yeah, I think that, and also just you know, if you're saying, all right, well, he can monetize off of his likeness. I think that at that point, there's a there's a lot more work 
that, that but if, in that situation, that just, that's up to him his, and his team, that particular player and his team. That shouldn't affect. And, and, and now watch this, right? So, so Zion is, is a is a different animal, right? But how about a kid that that plays for Arizona State that maybe he scores, you know, he scores twenty a game out there in Arizona, but his parents are from from Brooklyn, right? He's single mom from Brooklyn. I don't know that he's going to have a team, so to speak. You know what I mean? But I mean, if you're generating money, you'll be you'll have a team. <laughs> There's going to be people that want to work for you. So I wouldn't yeah, and that say... opens up a whole other thing. I mean, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball just got a one point five million stolen from him. Well, you know what right? the, the, the NCAA's defense has always been: we do this so the athletes don't get exploited, which is right. bullshit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but of course. to these points, it kind of yes. sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of sounds legit. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 again, on just the just the in in, in theory and in, in morality, then yes, they should be paid. The issue is that there are so Nobody's many figured out how to do it. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. really. Because yeah. even we are yeah. coming up with good ideas and then we're coming up with ways to rebuttal yep. easily yeah. a lot of things that we're saying. Because you said, what about yeah. what if boosters get to pay them? Then what if it, that booster giving you money? What if it comes with a contingency, right? right. Like, oh, you right. gotta, you gotta right. lose this game because I've put fifty mil on it, right. or you gotta do X, Y, and Z because I'm giving you ten, st- ten stacks. Like, so it, it would just get so, in my opinion, it, it would get bananas. Wild, wild west. Yes. It's also yeah. a bunch of eighteen-year-olds that you're trying to start paying. For exactly. The first time. That's very. Right. I mean, it's not the right. right group of people to be handling money right. in the smartest yeah. way. Either. Very true. Yeah. Very true. It's a it's a difficult situation all around. Damn, we just talked ourselves out. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I Damn, don't know what sorry, kids. Anymore. <laughs> sorry, kids, you get nothing. Keep working hard. Enjoy your free education. <laughs> and those oodles and noodles. Right. It's not happening. Like that lunch one time. Here's the trick, kids. Right. Buffalo sauce and the ramen noodles. It's right. key. It's key. Or just make the cute chick at the fucking cafeteria feel like you like her and shit. She's going to hook you up with some additional Facts. chicken wings. Facts. <laughs> right. The old lady, you better make her your Don't best friend. Right. Yeah, find the cutest old lady in the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Come back when yeah. you're 20 years, you're done. <laughs> oh, oh Zion, Zion definitely got to come into him and shit. I've seen him yeah. out there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming back, champ. It's funny as hell. Ron said, uh, Y'all remember Class Act? Oh, that's way Remember back. the movie Class yeah, Act yeah, with Kenny yeah. plays and Zion look like Wedge <laughs> <laughs> from Class Act? I was dying. Because I've been that, trying to figure out who yeah, he looks yeah, like. That fame, man. <laughs> he looks like Wedge from Class Act. Fucking Wedge and Monster and shit. <laughs> 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 wedge, Monster, Pizza. <laughs> well, we spoke about last episode uh, a little bit about, about Bryce Harper. These yeah. huge contracts. Uh, since then, Mike Trout has trumped <laughs> by quite a bit. By a lot of bit. Harper by quite a bit in only a short period of time. So Harper took months and months and months to make sure he had the biggest contract in history. And then a week later, it was over. Nobody cared. <laughs> like it didn't happen. Yep. Mike Trout makes, what was it, 12 years, 430? Is that the deal that he got? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. <sighs> now, Andrew, right. you you played baseball, right? Yeah, well, uh, one year in college, but uh, yeah, you know, my whole life before that. So you played one year in college. What school was that? Uh, Shawan University in Murfreesboro, North Carolina. 
Don't don't try to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Division two. So why the one year? Why Shawan? Uh, I knew a chick named Shawan. I she actually had a, there was an issue, <laughs> issue with my. Uh, <laughs> you you know a girl named. Me? I knew a girl named Shawan. She was tough too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mostly because I had some problems with recruiting at the first place I went, uh, just as we're talking about here, uh, with oh, okay. recruiting, but, uh, what, 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 what was that? Uh, it was more so that I got recruited to go there and then was told there weren't enough spots on the team once I got, you know, actually. Aunt Becky had a child back then and got you. <laughs> yep, yep. Somehow. Oh, yeah, you, got, you got got. Yeah, when you were saying it, I was like, this this hits home. You got got by Aunt Becky. You should want to see that bitch do life for this shit. Damn. But yeah, they went to. But then went to uh, North Carolina to rectify that. But, you know, just just didn't have the same. I don't know. Once it uh, it, it just wasn't as fun once I was trying to get my education like at the same time. It kind of did. Yeah. Okay. And then wanted to just pursue other things in life that weren't, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be a pro. So put it that way. Do you regret cutting it short? Do you miss missing out on those additional years? No, not on those years. But, I, you know, I wish I had gone. I, I could still go back and play, obviously. Now I'm only in my early 30s. But, uh, you go know. Go back and play where? I mean, just like in a, in a, in a seniors league, you know what I mean? No, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to play you, but do you think you can go back and play where? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just talking about like a seniors league or something. You know, oh, like a, like a, a pro-am or yeah, some yeah. shit like they, that? I mean, they have a, them all a around Fairfax pro County. Or something? So. Okay. Yeah, okay. I play softball, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, still keep my, <laughs> keep my skills tight. <laughs> so then you you went to, to Christopher Newport not have a team? No, they did. That they was did? the that was the place that the recruiting issue oh, went down. Yeah. Okay. And then gotcha. I transferred out to play, played, and then hurt my shoulder, had surgery, and decided call quits Clock after one. Yeah, yeah. So, gotcha. uh, yep. But, uh, yeah, still uh, still have a big passion for it, and that's uh, kind of my main, main sport that I follow now. Yeah, man, I was trying to get into a fantasy baseball league, but I don't think it's going to happen. Did the season start? Did they, did they had a game in Japan? I was told. Yeah, that they was had it. two games in Japan, the A's and the Mariners. And they counted. Past week. Yeah, ju- yeah, two games just for those two. And uh, Ichiro retired. I did That's see that. The, he the had played one game. Uh, yeah. Shouts out to Ichiro. Ichiro, my guy. No doubt. No doubt. Down yeah. to him right now. Down to him. <laughs> hey, yo, real quick. Uh, quick question. Andrew, what, uh, what position did you play? Uh, mostly outfield, I, and it was mostly for a, kind of an odd reason. But when I was younger, I just did not want to wear a cup while I was running around out there. So I wanted to be as far away from the ball as I possibly could. So. Is that, that the so reason, really? That was why I kind of originally, and, and then it was just it, it kind of stuck. And uh, yeah, I ended up playing right field. Okay. Were you a power hitter, or how did that look? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm I'm about I'm a good five nine, a buck sixty. So no, definitely not a power hitter. But uh, no, I was fast uh, and had a good arm for you know throwing from the outfield. So yeah. So you're doing a lot of bunting, is what you're saying. Yeah, that was my my dad's favorite thing. Over? Yes, exactly. That was my dad's favorite thing to teach me when I was younger. Did you play any other sports? Uh, yeah, I played basketball most of my life, never in a, you know, a middle school or high school capacity, but just, you know, rec league all through my life. Okay. Uh, never football. I was never, never allowed from the parents. So. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Ray, what's your uh, athletic history, if you don't mind? Uh, track, basketball, and football. Okay. Yeah. Okay. High school, any college? or uh, Just up until high school. Up until high school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's mostly like most of us. So Andrew, uh-huh. the only... 
Andrew might be the first collegiate athlete we've had hey. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn up. Turn up. Feel special. <laughs> <laughs> the first white person, the first athlete. We're moving up in the world. Yeah. With the first collegiate athlete. Look, that goes right into our first collegiate subject. athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is me. I have more in common with the, today's episode than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him a round of applause. Hey. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Shots out. Shots out. No doubt. Gun shots. So we were talking about uh, baseball. Mike Trout got that huge, huge contract. Where is baseball getting this fucking money from? That's the question that I have. I'm it, confused. I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day. I think it's mostly from the TV contracts that most of the teams have with their local areas so they can right. broadcast the games. If you notice, uh, I don't know if they still have it, but back in the day they'd have blackout restrictions. Yeah. So, And I know yeah. it would happen all the time with Nats or Orioles games and stuff like that. So they don't have those anymore? I don't think uh, blackout restrictions exist anymore. Um in terms of MLB games, but the the TV contracts is where they that's where they get most of the money. So you find the big market teams who have the big market TV contracts have the most money. So the Angels shouldn't have that fucking much money then. I would think they would just because being in Hollywood, California, they're they're right near a you know prime time but spot I would have for to a TV think, contract. I would have to think this stuff is based on ratings, and they're never on TV. Oh no, not not. I mean, they're, yeah, and they're not really <laughs> good ever, and they're not good. No, right. they've wasted Mike Trout's whole career so far. Right, and they gave Pujols a shit ton of money. So I'm just confused. Yep. How this is is a thing? I have to think the rest of the team doesn't really get paid much money. Well, the whole the, I think the whole reason behind it is they saw in two years if he were to become a free agent that he would command you know two three times this amount maybe well not two three times this amount but you know five six hundred seven hundred million mm-hmm. yeah that's what they were saying so yeah it, they, they were saying that they got a bargain exactly because, you know he he was going to get five hundred yeah five hundred million dollars. Nobody, (laughs) and Andrew, we've spoken about this, baseball does not promote their stars well. Not at all. I don't think the average fan knows who Mike Trout is. He's a five-tool guy? Hell no. I just spoke with my dad the other day, who's the biggest baseball fan I know. He said he looked up uh, some maybe Sports Illustrated article, the 50 most recognizable athletes in the world. He wasn't on it. There's zero baseball players on the the 50 list, the top 50 list. So now I'm really confused. How do you have a huge TV contract when clearly – your ratings can't be that great. We've right. heard about the dip in, in MLB ratings for a while. So I was just like, well, how, where is this money coming from? What is going on? I'm confused. You do have 162 games, so it's yeah. the most out of any sport. So th- just the sheer just numbers. The, game, right, the volume, yeah, of, the volume of, being of, of how TV. many games there are. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's easily the fourth, fifth least popular sport in the United States, I would say. And it used to be America's fucking pastime. Yep. What mm-hmm. the fuck? And they still running with that damn name too. <laughs> Lying. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's not much. That, I mean, they've tried to make it more interesting by putting in like pitch clocks or innings clocks just to make it go yeah, faster. But I there's, heard the pitchers don't like that. There's shit. not much you can do to the game itself to make it run faster. That's just yeah. how it is. If yeah. you're a fan, you're a fan. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you're not. It's not. And it's, the patience. It's hard to, mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what people enjoy about baseball is the patience it takes <laughs> in order to. I mean, I like it. It's like a, it, and it's a thinking man sport as well. I like that aspect of having delayed gratification. I enjoy that, and trying to speed that up, I think, takes a little bit of the the originality but, out of it. But but Andrew, as the avid baseball fan, and it used to be way more popular than it is today. What what are they doing wrong? What are, what are they missing? Where are they missing the mark? Black people. Yeah, mm. I'd agree. Specifically, I'd agree. 
because I would say that, I mean, just, you know, objectively, there's a lot of things in this country become popular because of black culture, because black culture adopts them. We actually spoke about this. What was that? Two episodes ago? Yeah. Yeah. And baseball is not one of those things. You know, it's, there's, there's a lot of people that may look black that are Dominican or from some type of Caribbean. They're not infusing the culture into the sport. Uh. Because when we, when, when Sammy and Barry were popular, we saw how it was on the front of everybody's mind. And those were, Black athletes, so but, but, they might have a, but had were they to do with really it. a part of the culture? I'm yeah, not, and Sammy says mm. was Cuban, I believe. Sammy, yeah, but, Sammy's Dominican, and Dominican, I don't think I Barry and Ron. You might feel differently. I don't know if Barry resonated with the culture. He uh, resonated. No, much. that's a simple one. No, not at all. <laughs> no, he, he resonated. He was he resonated enough to be a stand-in in terms of like I mean there's there's rap songs about him. People always reference him in any capacity no. when yeah, it comes to when, you know when Wayne had the Barry Bonds record. Right. That, so, so that automatically is a connection with right. the culture. He 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 was enough. Yeah, when, when he to, came out with that, Barry Bonds wasn't even playing baseball. Right, but it was still a representation of how much people like thought about him. Eight or so. I think he was still playing. Barry Bonds ain't played baseball in, in eight. But Wayne is also one of the more sports associated rappers out there, just in terms of knowledge. He at least touts yeah. himself as that. Right, right. He right. Exactly. So yeah, he would know a, point. He an obscure out, factor man. or something. <laughs> no, don't get it twisted. Andrew is Andrew's a part of the he's, culture. He's definitely, definitely. <laughs> we spoke about culture vultures on last episode. He's not one of them. Let's get into it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> his favorite rapper is, is J. Cole, I yeah. believe. That's your favorite rapper. Oh, right? that's so corny. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> we'll say that for another day. I'll tear his ass up. Uh, what do you mean that's corny? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not a fan of J. Cole? No. Yeah, he's probably not. Ron is probably the least uh, pro-black person that I not not <laughs> the least pro-black person because he's a part of the culture, but just got doesn't really opinions. get behind a lot of causes. So I, I was just hey, saying that, that shit is whack. Get that hobo ass to get out of here and get him a haircut too. Fuck out of here. J. Cole happens to be my favorite rapper as well. So that that's that's I, I would like to have that discussion about what your grievances are with J. Cole, but we'll save that for another episode because he just uh, doesn't, he doesn't like time. like substance. He's not okay. the guy you go to for black conscious substance type of stuff. Hey Andrew, you like uh you like Ken, Kendrick Lamar too, right? I do, quite a bit. I know. <laughs> I know. Do you yeah, y'all can have him too. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> wait, wait, so who's your favorite rapper? Who's your favorite Jay-Z. rapper? Jay Z, fan yeah. as well. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan, but I was more of a fan. Oh when shit! Go ahead. I want to hear the butt. I'm sorry. You're I'm, a fan, but what? No, I'm, I was more of a fan when you know the blueprint and all of that was out. But his stuff has his recent stuff has been good. But we're we're putting that above. But yeah, he he's kind of been. You know, Jay Z is a standard. It's easy to say he's your favorite. Like, it, well, yeah, right. but it's not, don't say that with me. Don't say that with me. That, that's not. I mean, it's just, it is. It's easy to say Jay Z is your favorite rapper. Like, it's becoming cliche. It's not, now. Well, well, yeah, but that's not a cliche for me. Yeah, I did this I for real. Yeah, but if somebody doesn't know you, they'll they'll they'll. So have so, that let me idea. ask: How old are you? You said what? How old are you? I'm I'm 37. Okay. All right. That makes more sense because in terms of like when you were coming of age, yeah, he, he was, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not disparaging Jay-Z, yeah. but I just don't, I, even though I listened to him coming up, I don't know. I just never made that connection with him like that, but he's, he's a great artist though. 
become. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the younger generation not necessarily understanding his influence. Especially now, you're like, well, he has Rock Nation Sports and yeah. he's doing all these crazy arenas. And you may not understand why that is. Right. Like, and I was more of a Nas uh, guy myself anyway. So, like, yeah, I, I just, I was that. Team Nas. Now, how, how old are you? I'm 29. Oh yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, no, that's I mean, why it's... what? Because Nas and Jay Z were in the same. What do you mean? That's why. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the 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 J Cole being his favorite rapper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'm, but I, I have that. more of a. You know I'm saying he, he, J Cole talks to talks to to he talks directly to you. Like you were probably in college as he was complaining about his student loans. Uh, 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 yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is that is factual. Yeah. Yeah. That, you that is factual. That, that, this man was writing raps about my life. Yes. He's rapping about me, bro. Okay, that's fair. Let's try to get back on track. So did we did we discuss what you think baseball is doing? So you said black people not being a part of the sport or the culture not being infused into baseball. What do you think they can do to help with that? They have programs in place that seemingly haven't done a whole lot to increase the black presence. We had mentioned the Jay-Z's of the world really marketing and getting behind certain black athletes. Who is the best black baseball player in the sport today? Is it Cano? McCutcheon? McCutcheon's my favorite. McCutcheon, he's kind of falling off at this point, isn't he? Yeah, he kind of has, unfortunately. I mean, he's a former MVP, uh, so he's still got to give him that. Yeah, Yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's Mookie Mookie for sure, sure. but it's... uh, Mookie's black? I mean, I mean, is he African American or is he of some other descent? No, yeah, he's he's no, he's black. black. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who does he play for? I think Cano's actually Red Sox. Hispanic. Boston set for the Boston the Red Sox. You're right, but Cano is with Rock Nation. That's maybe why I thought about. Yeah, that. so uh, Mookie Betts actually won MVP, beat out Mike Trout last year for MVP. So they're he okay. they've actually been asking him all week about this same exact kind of contract talk because they mm. know that this same exact thing is going to happen to him where he's about to become a free agent instead. The owner is going to lock him up for 10 years uh, on a contract that is a bargain compared to what they would, you know, that he would get out on the free agent market. So he's not going to get, is he going to get at least more than Harper? There, Yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll eventually, um, somebody will get more than Trout. It's just how it works. But, but if Mookie got MVP over Mike Trout just a year ago, should we deem him as more valuable? That's That was the entire argument last year and going into this year that, if he's better or not mm. than than Mike Trout, and well, he's one year younger than him too. So, so now let me. <laughs> Is let he me not just, going to get the money because he's black? I mean, I'm just, that's, I'm that's just saying. Question. Oh fuck that! I ain't even going to touch it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. We'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll get it. I think he'll get it. You think I mean, he'll get more than Mike? I think he will. At if a he continues point. the yeah. way he's playing right now. You, it would be too obvious if they didn't. But it's it also if you look at all the people that are also getting as paid as much as Mike Trout, a lot of them are just people that are in their later stages in their career that are due a lot of money because they're veterans and they've baseball is a sport where even if you're not necessarily going to perform still, you're going to get a lot of money just based on what you've done previously. Unfortunately, it's like that. But that's, that, that that's how that. it used to be. I think in today's age, we see Harbor at what? 25. We see trout. You're younger. right. It is changing now. It, for it's sure. changing now because they didn't like the fact I right, were giving a 35 year old a 10 year Deal yeah, A-Rod was one of right. those. Yeah. Right. So I think they've they learned their lesson. Deal at 33. And those right. things are guaranteed, man. <laughs> right. I guaranteed. think they've learned their lesson. Like, all right, we don't mind giving the long-term deal, but we'll give it to a younger guy 
where we're going to have mm-hmm. him in his prime. Because yeah. I think the the right. guy that Trout's beating out now for highest contract is Zach Greinke, who's in I believe his he's his picture, yeah, he? his thirties, and he was making thirty four point thirty four million a per year. year. And yeah. Greinke what the fell off, yeah, hasn't he? Very much so. I'm guaranteed. Jesus Christ. Baseball's union. <laughs> baseball's union is what got them this. They have the strongest union out of. Dude, are they the only team, um, major sports league with a union? No. I, I don't. The I'm not sure. NFL has the players. The NFLPA is their, that a they union? All have their own yeah, they all have a union. Okay, so that that yeah, is a union. Well, they, they have the strongest union okay. because they bargain to get them guaranteed contracts. So even at, there's players everywhere getting sitting on their couch still getting paid millions of dollars a year because they had a guaranteed contract. Shout out to Bobby Bo. Yep. He shows up again. Best <laughs> <laughs> yeah, contract of all time. <laughs> Bobby Bo, is he still getting paid on that contract? One, it's like 1.2 every this year. This might be like every the last year. year or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's coming up on his last year of the 93 contract. Bobby Bo was of the culture. I mean. They deferred it for 30 oh, years. <laughs> Bo Jackson was of the culture. Yeah. Ken Griffey, as square as he was, and this is where it goes back to marketing. As a black kid, we grew up thinking that King Griffey was cool because yeah. of how they marketed him. Yeah. He never said nothing. <laughs> we don't know what his views or what his thoughts were. And this is before social media, so you didn't really have to. Yeah. But he had the backwards hat. He had the sneakers that everybody wanted. This is the only baseball sneaker I can remember was Griffey's a fresh the Griffey's shit. that people wanted. Well, baseball is one of those sports, too, where it holds on to its past a little too long. Right. And it holds on to Bingo. its unwritten rules, which are... Well, they're unwritten, so they're not actual rules. And then you get you see people, you know, that that pimp a home run, then they get hit in the head the next at bat because right. somebody said yeah. there's an unwritten rule that you can't celebrate for mm. doing something good. Right. And it's like that's yep. just that's just kind that's of setting the game people, back. Right. Right. That's if you see somebody getting getting ridiculed just because they get excited for you know mm. winning a game yeah. on and, a on a crazy and, home and run. And the thing about it is that in today's culture that goes strictly against what today's culture is based on. Right. Today's culture is, sports hey, look culture, at me. Right, is a yeah. look at me. Well, no, 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 not sports culture, the social media culture. True, and that, that plays, yeah, that easily that goes into how these athletes perceive yeah. themselves in the game and what they, the attention they want from it. So, yeah, yeah 100%. Hey, look, so hold on, wait, before we move on, though, right? So I did a, I did a quick Google. I did my Googles, right? <laughs> Yo, Bobby Bo. Through the year 2035, every July 1st, the Mets have to pay him $1.2 million. Yep. The craziest contract of all time. 2035. Of all time. <laughs> Bobby Bow ain't played in 20 years. <laughs> He's still getting paid. <laughs> still getting yeah, paid. Somehow, somehow they, that was the Bernie Madoff Mets. It was somehow they thought. Oh, the, this Madoff was yeah, involved yeah, in that? Yeah, he, wow. that was when he was involved with the team. So, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, you guys were just talking about him earlier. So yeah, yeah. Madoff, Bernie about Madoff. Him. Madoff done touched everything, bro. I was trying to find a list of. Uh, well, the you know black or African American players in the MLB today, but this is from 2017. The most any one team had on it, uh, the A's had four black guys. It was eight. eight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. well, no, no, no. It was so I, I believe that there were at one point there were like eight on the starting day roster or something across the league. Yeah, you know I mean it's it's, oh, it's gotcha. really really low. Yeah, yeah, 8%. it is. That's what it was. It's eight percent. Yeah, 8%. And Robinson Cano is Dominican, just so you all know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Andrew mentioned that. Like, I just yeah. mentioned him because he's with Rock Nation, and maybe they could promote him better. Right. But, it just, again, being of the culture and attracting uh, 
black people of the culture, so to speak, doesn't mean you have to be black. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could be Robinson Cano and then black kids look at him as being really cool. Oh, and yeah. It makes them yeah, want yeah, to yeah. play the sport. I love Jay Williams. Who? Yeah. White Chocolate. When he played for the Heat. Oh, right. I thought you were talking about Jay Williams. I was going to say. I got <laughs> not, not, not Duke Jay Williams. I'm talking about White Chocolate. That was my yeah, guy, but, but, bro. But, but basketball is, is clearly easy for kids to be enamored and want to play sports and see people who look like them. So you don't need a, a non-black athlete to do that for basketball. Well, no, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still saying, you, when, but when I looked at Jay Williams, I still, even though he was a white dude, I still didn't see, because of his swag and the way he carried himself, I didn't see him as like other necessarily. Right, to your point of that, you don't necessarily have right, to be right, black right, right, in right. order to, you know, yeah. Right. I mean, of course we don't know enough about some of the white athletes, but I don't know, Bryce Harper seems like he's... Kind of, he seems pretty swaggy. I mean, you know, but I mean, again, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a black athlete. I just don't think they market their stars well at all in any capacity. They don't market their stars well. There's there haven't been updates to the sports and the rules, right? Uh, But also the fact that baseball in itself is not a sport like basketball or football, where the only thing you really need to learn or start to play is that ball. Yeah, in mm. baseball, there's that's what I a said. few yeah. other pieces of equipment that are kind right. of necessary in order to just get something started, plus an mm. entire field, yeah, or area to play. Right. Yeah. You know, right. so it's. I mean, obviously, these are you know small things, but they can add up. Yes, I mean, oh, I think absolutely. the reason probably a lot of inner city kids don't get into lacrosse is because it takes a thousand dollars just to start fucking just to get the equipment to play. So mm-hmm. that definitely has plays a, a factor. And I was also gonna say, um, what about baseball players presence on social media because you see with like the nba and the nfl i don't i see a very heavy presence and yep. focus from sports media on nba's twitter on nfl's twitter you see constant updates where i don't see the same type of attention being paid and focus on baseball's twitter it's like non-existent sometimes yeah it, i i would say on a national level it's not there yeah. by any means but i mean you could turn on the mlb network at any time and it's it's functioning exactly like nba network and and nfl network mm-hmm. all of the nhl network everything that's dedicated to a sport you know it's only about the athletes of that sport mm-hmm. you know they have twitter they have all the instagram whatever but yeah. at the same time like you said it's not you're not going to turn on sports center and see a bunch of shit about a baseball player and, and what they're doing on what, social what, media. What, yeah what kept you in love with baseball because i mentioned i fell out of love with basketball until i started coaching yeah i i would say that playing for so long but uh i've been playing fantasy baseball for a while and that that kind of keeps you in it every day because mm-hmm. it's uh you know you just gotta have to check it a lot but I don't know. It's uh, just just following it day to day. It's kind of the statistics of it is is the part I enjoy the most. I guess the the many different aspects of how you can look at one person's right. performance. And I just had this conversation, might have been just yesterday, that the problem with baseball is everybody's like, well, Bryce Harper has to. I had a conversation like, well, Bryce Harper has to bring a ring to Philadelphia now, and I'm like, it don't work like that in baseball. No, no, no he doesn't. In every other sport, it's about the ring. It's about the championships. Yeah. Baseball is about the statistics, about the stats. Right. And it's a, he it's a, never has to bring a ring right. to Philadelphia. It's a team sport that's measured on a very individual basis. Right. So you, you know, you each each part of a play only involves really one person on the team, no matter 
what happens during it. You know, a pitcher throws the ball, the catcher catches the ball, someone hits the ball, someone catches it, throws it to a right. base. There's never going to be two people on a base at one time trying to catch the ball. Right. You know, it's just it's just a, a individual sport, really, on, on a team But we're basis. starting to see a shift because before you could buy yourself a championship. We saw it with the Marlins when they had, like, that bomb squad years ago. Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, they spent all of this money because there's no salary cap in baseball. But recently we see the farm system teams um, coming coming out victorious, and those teams kind of uh, getting to, to, the, to the top. Yeah, they build, build up from the inside. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that's great because before it was Yankees versus Red Sox every year, who's going to spend more money, get the best players, and win? But now it seems like, a lot of teams, even the Yankees, are trying to focus on their farm system more so now. And I think that's good for the sport. But I think in these years that we're talking about where there's been a decline, it's been the smaller market teams outside of last year that have propelled to the top and they've won. But it hasn't been as much interest. See, I kind of have to disagree because there's, there's a lot of times where there are those teams that are underrated or don't have the high payrolls and they still make it they still win i mean you see you see tons of times at the wild card team which tends to be not a team that has a high payroll uh back when it was only one team that they get to the world series and win the yankees would lose most years you know they well i'm saying in recent years we've seen that and we've seen also a decline in the sport as far as ratings go at least from my perspective yeah yeah but those two marlins teams you mentioned both of those were teams of young people that had just come up like 1997 they won the world series right and then they disbanded their entire team because they like could the not afford year. to right. any of them <laughs> right because they all were now world series champions the same exact thing happened but why couldn't they afford to keep them they could have afforded to keep them but they just didn't for some reason florida baseball is very popular in florida but their That's professional the baseball teams that is, have yeah. no money that is crazy never understood the that rays have i don't know if you all have heard know who Blake Snell is? No. He, he obviously not. He won he won the Cy Young for the American League last year. Jesus Christ. He no. made fifty thousand dollars. What? Fifty and they gave him they gave him a fifteen thousand dollar bonus yes. for winning it. Yes, I saw wow. that. What? Yep, and then yeah. because he complained basically in a news conference, they just gave him fifty mil. Damn. Yep. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to start complaining at my job, see but if that shit work out. The fact right. that they, you know, there's the fact that he was still on that first contract and they were able to keep paying him that even after the awards was, was pretty scary. I've never understood arbitration in baseball. I, I'm not the person to explain. Okay, I was hoping that you could. <laughs> no, it's a, I mean, it, it seems just like a holding pattern that you're able to kind of keep control under over younger players for longer depending on how long you let them play in the major leagues or not. So yeah, you, you kind of yeah, you kind of suppress their their development by keeping them in the lower leagues longer in order to be able to keep them under save team money. control, yeah, and save money longer. They they do yeah, it with still, every high profile. Still don't get yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they were doing the same thing with uh they were talking about whether or not they were going to do it with Chris Bryant 2 years ago. But he played enough games to where he'd be able to uh to get the big contract, so to speak, and he wouldn't have to, uh, you know, yeah. go through the arbitration or whatever. Yeah. yeah, never, never understood that. Like, no other sport has that, so it's very strange. But 
Yeah, the money in baseball is is it's kind of like the mafia in a way. It seems like no one really understands it. It flows in in everyone's that's, pockets that's, are deep. Yeah. That's but kind no of one what knows how it works. That's yeah. kind of what. I'm What's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? Yeah, where they're able to pay these people this amount of money for a sport that is continuously on a decline. Yeah. Now I will tell you, yeah. doing some research because I knew you were going to ask about Trout. They say that A Rod's contract from. I think it's 2009. The year that year, he still would have. If you calculate inflation, he would be making more than than Trout is this year. So, yeah, that, and he was in his 30s at that time. So, yeah. And why the fuck is J Lo married his ass? They seem like complete opposites. Like he seems like a firecracker, always looking to have fun. He looks like a fucking square. He does. Let's keep it real. Does. He's up at the war show trying to dance and shit. You can tell he got no rhythm. Was he's like, shut your ass down, Eli. Nobody want to see you up there. It's fine. Should be leaving him in no time. Just ask Puck and Mark right. Anthony. Right, right, right. right. This right. three, right? Can't stay yeah. her. Is it yeah. three? Yeah. She'll marry him, and then some dancer will come along, and she'll just start fucking him. <laughs> at what point, as, as, a, as a dude, at what point do you just make that, no matter how bad she is, when do you just make that decision to, like, I'm not going I'll, I'll mess around with her. I'm not going We can be there. boyfriend, girlfriend, right. but you already been divorced three times? What what's gonna make lucky number four? Is I ain't she, never heard that shit she's before. She's fifty, right? She's fifty. If she's not, she's closing okay. in. She's fifty-two. Well, when you she found the no, fountain of youth, not. so I stay I with she's her. Twenty-nine. I said she found the fountain of youth, so I think that's why somebody <laughs> she, she, like Yo, I gotta find the secret. She looks no. shit like she's she found a great makeup artist. Oh my god! No, nah, she's in great shape. She looks great. She, she looks, looks great. She looks the same. They got the magic potion. You know who really found the fountain of youth? Angela Bassett, bro. Right. In Hollywood, they just got the secrets. Whatever the sauce is, bro. Right. They know the secrets to keep themselves young. I'm trying yeah. to convince my girlfriend yeah. to do jobs. <laughs> that keeps me young. I'm trying to convince her. But like, to, to your point, <laughs> but to your point, I've never understood the recycling of the same women. Like, they could be bad. We get it. Yeah. But you know the reputation. Somebody else that you know done had her. Yeah. Kim Kardashian and all, like, you can go to some bad. You can go to a fine restaurant in fucking LA Burn. and find the baddest chick in the world That's that nobody's saying. had yet. Why wouldn't you do that, my guy? I was at two you days. To tame J Lo. I mean, two day- saying you tame J Lo. I'd rather take the young chick that's that I can fucking waiting tables in fucking West Hollywood. Then I would, Jamie. Tell me why I was in yeah, two days last week, once at Chipotle and then once at Sweet Green. I'm just getting my food on my lunch break, seeing two of the baddest joints I've ever seen in my life. And, right. and that's the, and to your point, it's That'd like, all over. yo, you can walk into a Denny's right now and I, see a dime. I, I, I don't know about that. I'm, 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 I'm going, I'm stretching. I'm stretching. I'm stretching. I'm stretching. But, but you, you can, you can, you can, you got to relate. Not quite that. I had you on the sweet green and the Chipotle. Oh, sweet green for sure. Dennis. You walk sweet into a cava, you walk into a cava right now, sure. you're going to find you a bad Kava, joint, bro. Right, exactly. You know, go There's get you a, a Mediterranean at, chicken um, salad. What's it? The counter table? Is that what it's called? The counter, yep. The counter? Mm-hmm. Super bad. I'm telling you, bro. At the counter. It's a burger spot. Western Town Center. Yup. Yeah. I, I done seen, like, like Western Town Center, you know how it is, bro. But I'm saying, I'm like, I, I don't get why these dudes, like, you, to your point, why are you messing with the, okay, yes, she's J-Lo, the name, whatever, but you can walk outside your door and get 
a hundred dimes to line up and do uh, the Macarena for you and right. choose right. whichever does the Macarena best. Right. But you still hung up on J-Lo? Right. As long as you don't starve her and keep her locked up in a room with no toilets <laughs> like good. R. Kelly, you're fine. You're <laughs> <laughs> thing up. I know Ray got some things going on. Definitely appreciate you guys coming on. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Ron. Yeah. Big yeah, fan no of job, man. Appreciate y'all. This was a really good conversation. Absolutely. So, uh, any last promotion on, on, the, on the podcast that you all have? You want to tell the people? Because I'm, I'm sure you want to increase the listeners and, and get some of our audience over to your, to your side of the table. Yeah. I'll let you. I was just gonna say, if you enjoy discussions similar to this about similar topics, you know, um, to hear two moderately educated people uh, banter about it, come check us out. We think it's pretty interesting, and uh, I think y'all will too. Yeah, again, uh, check us out, Revolutionary Instigators. Just trying to have conversations around uh, topics we find interesting and, and come at them from all different angles, so we know uh, all the all the subjects and points to them. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for the. The transvestite, excuse me, the, the transsexual person that y'all know in the military. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm we're waiting gonna have for that on. interview. Yes. When it's is that happening? Uh, we're still trying to set that up, but yeah. we're, we're gonna have that on uh, coming up work. soon. Yep. And I'm gonna make an announcement when it does come okay, on, cool. so that the people listening to us understand they need to check that out. They know a friend that's in the military, transsexual, made transition. All the things that Trump has done recently. Should be a really, really intriguing conversation. For sure. If there's, if there's anyone, I would encourage people to definitely listen to Coming soon. So either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.